Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to this My PA podcast. Got a mailbag segment real quick. We've got a voicemail from Jonathan Leonard regarding an old episode. Hey, Greg. Uh, this is Jonathan calling in. Uh, I will say I am woefully behind on the podcast, but uh, listening to your XC versus Adam Ant episode and uh, was talking about that whole chunk of the ending that, uh, that uh, you guys were kind of iffy on. Uh, I always kind of thought it always reminded me a lot of that uh, backing vocal, possibly Mellotron keyboard sample sound, like uh, what the Pixies used in uh, Where Is My Mind. Like, I always saw these songs as spiritual cousins because of that, even though they have absolutely nothing to do with each other. But anyways, uh, love the show, Greg. Bye. Where Is My Mind? One of the greatest college rock songs of all time. I could definitely see that uh, sonic connection there, Jonathan. Thanks for calling in. Anyone can call us at 224-801-2930. Also, um, after the I'm Not a Loser episode went up, I got a tweet from friend of the pod and former guest, Seymour Schmidt. Seymour owns the DVD of the SpongeBob the Musical and sent me the clip of where Squidward actually gets called a loser leading up to the song. So let's listen to a minute of that. There you are, Bill Hurd! How's it going with the rider? Oh, I got you everything, uh, except the seahorse radish. It's out of season. Now, I would love to have a conversation Wait. about my... Did you say no seahorse radish? Mm. Man, you got a radish problem. I can quit anytime I want. Gentlemen, please. Listen, Mill Nerd. There's no way you're opening for us today. Ah, but I got all of this for you. Oh, don't make me bad. Seems like you're begging already, four legs. No, yeah, <laughs> you are such a loser. What did you just call me? Loser! Oh, no, 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 no. I am not a loser. You're the loser! 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 I can't work like this. We, we quit! quit. Loser! Fine! <laughs> Go! Good riddance! Don't let the cow pitch you on the way out! I'm not a loser. I don't secretly... Thanks for sending that over, Seymour. And here we go with the episode. (laughs) 
Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time, They Might Be Giants. I am your host, Greg Simpson, and I have here with me today, Tara Trace, to talk about the song, Push Back the Hands Off of I Like Fun. I didn't know you were going to record me. What's up with that? <laughs> it's just my side of the conversation. And that's, my only says joke. Guess. that's my only joke for the evening. I'm done now. <laughs> all serious from here on out. <laughs> now, that's like, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that, I mean, I've been podcasting for a long time now, but I remember doing stuff um, early on. And like for punk news, this is on the punk news network. I was like the producer of the main podcast and you know still kind of learning the ropes and stuff and if i edited too quickly i was always worried that something would happen because occasionally there'd be someone who like someone would fire off an email and like there's 30 seconds of dropped audio in this episode and i'm like no and then you gotta go back in and fix it and re-upload it and there's like i mean it it like podcast editing is relatively easy but like if you forget a fade in or fade out or something mm-hmm. they fuck something up it takes a long time to export like an hour and a half long file and then to mm-hmm. upload it and all this and in the meantime people are thinking you're an idiot and i'm like damn it i'm not even being paid for this fuck you <laughs> sounds like you chose a great hobby that you seem to enjoy <laughs> well i haven't i haven't screwed one up for a long time i think uh i know what i'm doing now and i've you know into more professional software and all this and i, I you know i do all right but that's <laughs> one of my fears is that like i'll upload a podcast and it is just one voice and makes just no silence, sense to yeah. yeah it's just we're just half conversation it's greg, greg has finally <laughs> lost his mind he's just talking to himself about push back the hands oh okay. all it's right like those so, garfield comics they had where they took out like garfield garfield without Basically garfield that. yeah those are great <laughs> make john john arbuckle seem even sadder uh anyway so tara uh has appeared once on a patreon episode twice. uh they they must. Oh wait, what am I forgetting? Twice. It was twice. It was the tattoo one and the emo the one. The tattoo episode too. Tara has appeared twice before. They might be emo and the Team BG tattoos episodes. So those both have pretty sizable free portions in the regular podcast feed, or become a Patreon uh, to hear all of those. Those were both really fun episodes. And uh, Cara says hi. Yeah, I was getting the getting the emo crew back together. And uh, so finally having you on for a regular episode. So you need to tell everybody about your history of fandom with They Might Be Giants. I have no idea who they are. Uh, goodbye. I- <laughs> <laughs> Click. Um- <laughs> <laughs> so my history my history is i joined like super late and missed everything all of the previous good stuff in the past <laughs> i have super missed. late like 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 how late <laughs> like 2018 late oh wow yeah so i got into them right i guess i like fun was released like right before i got into them 
Lake and they were on, they either had just started or were on the tour. I guess they had started the tour because when I got into them, I listened for a month and then bought tickets to see them in Philly in April. So I listened to them in the beginning of March and then saw them at the end of April. Wow. Fresh. And got my tattoo in between there. So like, I was like, I oh. guess I'll just be dedicated, whatever. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so yeah i mean i i have had a couple of fans i was telling you i just i just talked to uh this guy coleman haggerty about i'm not a loser from spongebob and he's a guy that he wasn't even born when spongebob started he is 16 and oh. so he was raised on spongebob and they might be giants al- uh, kids albums and uh so he i mean but i've talked to people who have gotten into them in 2018 but usually they're a lot younger than us so how did that you sounds- finally <laughs> That sounds nice What's to that? be raised on that and not like the Lost Boys soundtrack and like David Bowie and Aerosmith like I was raised on. That's not too bad. That's not too shabby either. Um, yeah, there's maybe two good Aerosmith albums, but Bowie. Go <laughs> a a song Bowie. of Aerosmith or so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so... Back to the topic. We were so how did off. how did you get into them then? How did you finally uh, become aware of them or finally take notice? So my story is depressing, as most of my stories are, where... <laughs> it's They Might Be Emo all over again. I don't even know if anyone's going to listen to it. They probably turned it off by now, so we can talk about whatever. Nah. <laughs> so I got a cat in 2016 from the shelter... Um, I was not a cat person. I had had a cat before. I wanted to get her a friend. Um, she, oh. The cat, we named her Hattie. She ended up having three kinds of cancer. Um, mm. She became my child. Um, we took care of her, and then she passed away in February of 2018. Mm. So I was in a horrible depression and grieving and you know, functioning as you do when, like, you feel like your world has, like, collapsed around you. Right. Pushing, pushing through. Mm-hmm. Um, so one day after work, I was laying down, and I was like, I want to look at, like, old, like, MTV promos and, like, TRL stuff. And, like, I'm still mad that there's no, t- like, there's rarely any TRL footage on YouTube, and that's what I wanted. But I was on Instagram. Really? Mm-hmm. I want them to Total release Total request a live for those people that yeah. don't know. I want... <laughs> I want them to release, like, a DVD set of all the TRL episodes just so I can sit there and, like, feel like a child again. So, because it's not still going, is it? I have no idea. I they, But I'm sure Carson yeah. Daly isn't hosting it, and I don't know what, what kind of <laughs> garbage he's into now. But, like, I thought he was so cool with the little, like, painted fingernails and, like, he was friends with everyone. He tried to, like, <laughs> sell himself as the cool guy. I bought it. Doesn't he know? still have a late show at like 2 a.m. now? That's like, <laughs> nobody can possibly still be awake. Show. Yeah. <laughs> Especially anyone that remembers him is probably in bed by 7. So. Right, right. Man, Carson <laughs> anyway, so I was yeah. on Instagram and I was looking through like some hashtag and looking for MTV promos and I saw one birdhouse and it had a portion of the video and i was it was like them like dancing with like the you know the hand thing and the jumping and i was like what mm. is this so i'm going on youtube and i'm looking it up and as i'm looking it up my friend cody texts me and he goes hey tara have you ever listened to they might be giants they sound like a band you would like 
because I had just been like, like I go through obsessions with bands. Like I have like little like intervals and I was into at the end of 2017, well, the middle of 2017, I was really into REM, like obsessed with them. Then I got into mm. Harvey Danger and then I got into a band. Well, before REM was a band called First Squirrels. Then I got into REM, then I got into Harvey Danger. And then since I had kept talking about Harvey Danger, like Cody made the connection that I would like the Giants and he was right. And I was like, this is weird. Like, I guess this is like, a meant to be moment and that started my whole crazy spiral into yeah. the, the person you see before you <laughs> <laughs> so so mtv did actually get someone into music in uh this century uh <laughs> though it was through a retro a past clip <laughs> true <laughs> yeah i you know it's a bit of a cliche at this point to rag on mtv for not playing music but i mean come on do you want to explain to the do you want to explain to listeners what mtv is and to explain what trl is because <laughs> the, the m stands for music it's music Supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah they used to make artists they used to you know help them break out and i mean they might be giants were a part of that because they came up during the era when Music videos were still played, and They Might Be Giants, you know, hosted 120 Minutes at one point, and a lot of the um, fans of that age uh, learned about them from that, and uh, if MTV still played music, you know, who knows if they'd <laughs> play any They Might Be Giants now, but they could still be getting people into They Might Be Giants, but no, it's uh, I, don't, I don't even know what's on MTV anymore. Is it like 100% reality shows at this point? It probably is. I have no. I haven't watched. I usually just watch food stuff and like The Office. That's all I watch anymore. So sure. Oh yeah, that's, that's about all you need. I don't know what's going on in the TV. <laughs> Inside the TV, uh, yeah. And aren't there like there's like eight MTV channels now? And I don't know. I don't know if any of them. Maybe MTV Eight actually plays music videos, but. Um, I think aren't they bringing back Beavis and Butthead? But I don't think they're bringing it back on MTV. TV. I think they're bringing I, it back on Comedy Central, but yeah. they actually, you know, they'd only show like thirty seconds of a music video while they're, you know, either loving it or making fun of it. But that was uh, that's more than I, they show at all now. <laughs> like, yeah, I heard about cool bands like that. You know, hey, <laughs> Beavis and Butt approve <laughs> this band. This band rocks. Yeah, I get the, the, the version, Beavis. the version of of um, I Got You, Babe, that they did with Cher. I get that stuck in my head all the time at work. I don't know why. Like, oh all my the time. God. Constantly. I forgot about that. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Other than, like, those little clips or whatever your friend might have sent you, was I Like Fun the first full album you heard, or did you go backwards first? See, how I listened to it was I went on the horrible Forbidden app Spotify, and <laughs> I... So I, I I started from the from the first album on there, and I listened to each song up to the chorus, and I decided whether it was something I immediately liked or that I would like in the future, and I made a playlist <laughs> of about forty five songs. And it's funny because <laughs> when I went back and actually listened to the albums, like songs that I was just like, oh no, oh no, this is like, what is this? I, those end up being the songs I like like the most. So like. <laughs> the playlist the that I made is very safe, and like I, I I like all the songs that I originally disliked or did mm-hmm. i didn't just like i was just like i'm not i'm not vibing with this at the moment but that's sure. but i like fun was the first album i listened to of theirs like straight through and like coincidentally probably because i feel like every album you get into when it's like your first album it's your favorite album but that's my favorite album by them but 
it's also my favorite album because it's the most like cohesive one that I, like it, it flows together nicely like, mm-hmm. so yeah and, it's, and it's, i got to see those songs so, yeah i think it's pretty widely agreed upon in the fan base that it is a uh one of their best of the uh i don't know past decade what do we do i I mean we kind of talk about them in decades at this point because they're getting i mean hell flood is 31 now they're getting Mm -hmm. up close to their 40th anniversary as a band i mean yeah what do they say they formed in 82 so (laughs) next year holy Mm -hmm. shit Right, so we kind of talk about them in decades. I would say "I Like Fun" is the the best album of the last yeah. decade, but um, it's also their darkest album, I believe. Yeah, with, with a name like "I, I Like Fun," <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also just it's just such a rocker. I mean, it's got some of its weirder tunes too, and this one is a little bit of an outlier, um, but it is very cohesive, like you said. Um, very, and I, I was noticing all the track. Uh, the times of the tracks like it it really kind of moves along at a good clip like almost mm-hmm. every song is between two and three minutes I don't know I mean I'm sure there's a song over three I think I like fun might be over three minutes but it's like rather than some albums like Factory Showroom which sometimes can kind of drag because it's got all these really well for them really long songs and then people complain about Nanobots which I love that's got all these sprinkled in short songs this mm-hmm. one is just like boom like the perfect pop length like the whole way and I feel like the song, how the songs are placed on there, I think go well too. Like it doesn't sound like there's not like a song that comes on that's like super jarring and like doesn't fit in with what you heard previously. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the the title track coming in though with the ba 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 that's the one might that might uh, uh, break that that uh, rule. But um, yeah, it's it's a great album, and I think. Uh, all the listeners can agree on that. I haven't heard anyone. Uh, there's no Mink Car or Nanobots or, uh, you know, debate about, or Spine for me, debate yeah. about uh, people saying that it's the worst album and then people everyone come to defend it. Everyone just wants to have an opinion. Of, Mine is correct, but everyone else wants to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Well, well, then what are your opinions on Mink Car? Yay or I nay? Think, see, Everyone basically, I feel like a lot of the things are based on like demos or like other like ways it was and stuff. But like, I, I'm fine with it. I mean, I listened to Mink Car on repeat when I saw them for a New Year's Eve show in Philly, whenever the last year that shows were a thing. That was what, 2019, 2019, I guess. I was like, (laughs) it was like the 1960s, maybe. Yeah. Like in 1972. And on the bus ride back to New York, I just listened to Mink Car on repeat and, like, kind of awkwardly slept and was woken up every five minutes, but <laughs> it, it was fine. It's a weird memory for me. Mm-hmm. So why did you pick uh, Push Back the Hands? I originally picked it because I was, like, I wanted to, um, first, I wanted to do this microphone because, like, that song was one of the first songs that like when i listen to music i have to connect with it emotionally because i am that kind of person and a lot of their songs like i don't connect with emotionally because it's like about skeletons and stuff and like that's stuff i think about but like i'm not emotional about skeletons except for fear (laughs) but this microphone like evoked like a sort of like profound sort of like quiet sadness and i was like i'll do that and then i looked and i was like oh someone else did it so i was like when we did the emo episode I had a list of other songs that, like, I thought were, like, emo-y and to bring up. And so I 
I liked Push Back the Hands when I first heard it, and I was hoping I would hear it live. And I did ask Flansburg on Tumblr, like, ages ago, like, 1947 or whatever, like, when shows were still right. a thing. Mm-hmm. And right. I've, I've said, right, right I after asked, the Great War. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked <laughs> if they would put that in their, like, you know, live repertoire, and he made some sort of answer that made it seem like maybe, but it ultimately didn't happen. But maybe it would have happened. Who knows? I don't even remember. Apparently, it's yeah. never been played live. Yeah. As far as I can tell. Seems like a good... Uh, I mean, I feel like it could fully rock out with the band, or it could also might be a candidate for Quiet Storm. I mean, it seems like it could mm-hmm. go a couple of directions. Um, yeah, it's a shame. I don't know when... Uh, yeah, how long do we have to wait to get full I Like Fun album shows <laughs> <laughs> i want apollo shows to happen next year so bad mm-hmm. um yeah people were talking about that uh in the miscellaneous tea group not that long ago They're like what if mm. if these flood shows can't happen until 2022 what if they do shows where it's one half of the set is flood and the other half is apollo 18 that would be epic that would be cool i'm holding out for one day having a john henry show just because that's my See, John Henry's technically my favorite album, but, like, my favorite, it's hard. Like, I Like Fun is my favorite album that because I have the connection to it, but, like, music, yeah. like, the style of music I listen to, like, that, like, is more geared towards, like, John Henry sounding. So, like, that's, that's, like, mm-hmm. another contender. Yeah, that's another, um, I mean, it, it almost <laughs> goes as far as, like, tone-wise, like, overall tone of the album kind of goes hand in hand with i like fun they're both kind of like dark rocker type albums and john henry you know being 94 i mean while it's it's truly a a they might be giants album it kind of fits that kind of like alternative rock era kind of thing in in their own way uh just it's uh it's a rocker i mean it's got the the, of course their little genre experiments but i think of it as kind of and i don't know if it's the 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 artwork that affects my opinion of it (laughs) because it's like it's artwork is like unlike any other they might be giants album just that dark you know the dark tones and the you know actual photographs of people which are not usually things that are on their Mm -hmm. albums i like fun Um, is still the their darkest album though just saying that's that's my only factual opinion for this like everything else is just garbage (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I might I I might go for for the else, you know, and they've talked about it being a uh the the haze of the uh George W presidency kind of hanging over that one and then I like fun with the Trump presidency hanging over that one. That's uh, you know, two bad presidents have inspired their two <laughs> darkest albums. I, also, I, those I like the two fun. I would say. Yeah. But I like fun like also like it has a lot of like aging questions and like the last song like literally says like we die alone like it's (laughs) it's like what's darker than that like that's like (laughs) last wave (laughs) like everyone Uh, takes that as a joke song like i feel like well i maybe they they do the the johns themselves but like that's that's like true like i feel that in my bones like you do die alone it's a great song and it's like a true like duet for the Johns, which is like not something they and it's do a whole that, like, lot. They, like you take like something like looking at a video and like trying to match up words and you come up with that like that. I can't do anything like that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Push back the hands falls in right about the, um, 
middle of the album. Yeah, almost exactly. At track eight. And it is a John's song, which I, I don't, I don't know why I didn't realize that, but it is just the John's. There's no Dan, and Danny or Marty on it. It's a duo song with, uh, you know, Linnell hand, handling all the, um, vocals and, uh, there's lots of synths and then flans on the electric guitar, which is, has some little featured sections, but it's kind of understated. It's all, I mean, it's a very Linnell song musically mm-hmm. what are your favorite things about it uh instrumentally um wait is that a question you're asking me that yes okay i like that it's like it's not like a straightforward rock song it's more kind of like their early songs where they just have like a bunch of various instruments going on um and like so the opening guitar sounds to me like some like i can't pinpoint what it is and I was like going nuts last night, like searching like all these weird phrases. And I was looking like looking at the Spaceballs clip where they have like the radar. And so I'm like, because like it's, it sounds like I wrote down it sounds like a telegraph satellite radar sonar jammed transmission sound. Like th- that's what the guitar sounds like to me. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I listened to all kinds of sound effects last night. I don't know exactly what it is. I you're, I don't know. You're gonna have to send me. I'm not sure what exactly <laughs> which which part of Spaceballs exactly you're talking about. Something with the radar. I don't know. If you have a clip, you should send it oh, to me. Oh, it's, it's I'll the drop Spaceballs it in there. part where like it Lone Star jams their radar and like it's I right. like kind of jam for it. Raspberry, I think it is some sort of jam. Now, if, if it's not Raspberry, I'm gonna feel really embarrassed. I think it's Raspberry. But, like, the guitar sounds like some sort of, like, monitor getting, like, it's, like, beeping, like, steady, and it's, like, like, it sounds like something getting jammed. There is, well, yeah, there there definitely is some uh, digital manipulation going on with that, because he plays those first few chords just, like, real staccato, Mm -hmm. beep. Beep, 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 like it just like because mm. and, it, and it's definitely chopped up. That is not a performance. That is not a sound you could possibly make on the guitar. It's definitely something mm-hmm. where they went in in post and just made slices into it to give it that kind of uh yeah, that just like a uh, quick pulsating jittery kind of feel. It's uh yeah, it's super cool. That is definitely the uh, and highlight that guitar, of the guitar part so- of the song. Yeah. That guitar sounds similar to the opening guitar on You're on Fire. Like it, it, it reminds mm-hmm. me of that guitar. And the little bridge part in the there's a little bridge part in the song that sort of sounds similar to like some part in Black Ops. I don't I don't my brain mm. is like bad, but I was trying to think of like this like if this it sounded like anything because it's it's a pretty unique song, but like I, I was like, what elements make this like a giant song? Like what can I pull that from something else so you know and i was making my like mm. giant book of notes last night yeah yeah <laughs> yeah what would it be similar to i mean it's got it almost goes into kind of a light disco feel when it gets to those like pre-courses so like it's slightly dancey but not like in your face about it like i wanted my hot take to be that this is the old man version of man it's so loud in here but it's not okay. but i really <laughs> wanted that to be a hot take of mine <laughs> but it's, it's not it's, it's incorrect it's sort of like darlings of lumberlanny and like black opsy you know something yeah but popular for sure i mean both yeah. of those are pretty um i mean darlings is like jazzy but it still has some of that like um I still would probably describe both of those as being a little jittery, but this mm-hmm. one's definitely it's it's the most t- 
toe tapping of the bunch. Um, yeah, I do. I mean, I think it's not a super aggressive drum machine. It's not super aggressively drum machiney, and that like if you know, I think it took me a few passes through to realize it. You know that there was programming in there, and even then, I was like, wonder if that's like a little bit of real drums with some stuff overlapping, like in. Um, like an ampersand mm-hmm. on my murdered remains. There's real drums with like a programmed crazy hi hat thing over top of it. I was like, oh, maybe it's like a little mixed, you know, part real, part. Fi-. But it's all it's all drum machine. You know, we don't know who's credited with making that. It's it's a cool little track, um, but you can hear it, especially on headphones. You can tell that that the bass drum is more of that kind of dancey, boom, that big, mm-hmm. got the big low end more than uh, you know, like a real drum set, kick drum. Um, but yeah, nothing really crazy going on there, but it, it gives it that dancey feel for sure with that big, uh, kick sound. And I love the, uh, the synth bass too, which is something that, you know, from their duo albums, like occasionally, you know, I think Linnell or I don't know, they, they show Linnell playing the bass in some of the videos and stuff, but who knows, uh, what's actually on the recording. Cause you know, they'll also show Flans playing trumpet yeah. and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, there would occasionally be bass guitar, but you know, mostly it's synth bass and this bringing that synth bass back into it is, uh, I'm pretty big fan of that. I love, I love Mr. Danny Winecuff, but it's cool to have some synth yeah. bass here and there. I like sounds. All kinds of sounds, mm-hmm. you know, my dog barking in my ear <laughs> lovingly. <laughs> she was being really <laughs> annoying at dinner time. <laughs> She well, her and and Nibbler, our oldest cat, are really not getting along lately. And Nibbler is just like calmly sitting on well, it's a it's a glass kitchen table for one thing. So like Leela can like see her th- through the table and it's just like bah, bah, trying to like stick her snout up there and get at her. And Nibbler's just like fuck you, whap whap. Like go ahead and hurt her, Nibbler. It's fine. Then she'll be put in her place. But I don't know. Nibbler's too old or too nice to really, really give it to her. Just gives her some light slaps, you know, um, with her little kitty hands. So, <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, the synth bass is awesome. There's like full on. I mean, there's like two, three to four layers of synths going on in this song, depending on what point it is. But they're all kind of sparse. It's like a little bit of. Um, like it's mostly that that synth bass and the drum machine that's driving it, and the rest of it just kind of these like chiming sounds that are really cool. It's bum, 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 and I don't know if that's an intentional push back the hands of time, little chiming <laughs> clock type sounds, but uh, I, I, whatever it is, they're. Uh, yeah, that's like a, I was hoping when like like the beginning part, I was like maybe this is like the sound of like a dial tone or something dealing with time, and then like that's when I got into all the weird like radar stuff but i was hoping i could like somehow loop that into i couldn't though Mm -hmm. i tried (laughs) yeah that guitar part is cool yeah it is almost like the guitar is malfunctioning or something um and uh yeah i think i think you're kind of heading us towards uh the lyrics here and you you uh warned me that you have the um correct take you know over well, messenger but yeah, then we get on the yeah. call and it seems like something kind of tripped you up like you know right before recording so uh th- there's a whole little uh story arc going here with your uh, interpretations of the lyrics so why don't you take us through that well basically to put it in like 
not to get too much into it at first, but I'm angry about Linnell being wrong about his own song is what it comes down to. Well, how do you, um, do you want to, do you want to tell me what you were going to yes. propose is what the song is about first? Cause yeah, apparently you stumbled onto something that, uh, so I'm sitting here and for all, a loop. I got all these little notes, blah, blah, blah. Let me find my page. So the, I originally thought that the song was about like, sort of like a regret kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I th- like, it's like the feeling you're from the song is like, you're being trapped in like that limbo feeling like right before something bad hits and like, you know, what's going to happen. There's nothing you can do at that point other than just let it happen. And like, he's just stuck in that moment. Cause like, there's like screeching tires, but never a collision. It's like, you're mentally stuck in that point, like right before like the thing happens. And it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a loop. Like maybe it's like a groundhog day kind of thing. You're just stuck <laughs> in, in that moment, like that, like non negotiable, like, expectational anxiety thing going on and then like right other before things- you're about to punch ned ryerson yeah <laughs> and then like there's there's stuff like um uh like they in the lyrics themselves there's he mentions the mission creep which he sounds like he's saying mission crepe like the song is about breakfast mm, delicious and I, that- I had to look up mission creep did you know that phrase I had heard, it seems, it was like one of those things like this seems familiar, but I don't know what it is. So I need to see the like actual definition and like the definition supported my theory that I thought was correct, which technically is correct. Like my, like my theory technically is correct. So what's, what's tell us, (laughs) tell us what mission creep means first. It's like when it's like kind of like to paraphrase, it's like when your tasks like grow beyond the original like outline that you had like it's like an unplanned like long-term like surprise thing you didn't really expect that like happens after something you had planned for yeah it sounds like it was originally used describing uh military shit right Mm -hmm. like their first you know goal was achieved and so they keep pushing it further and further until Mm -hmm. eventually things go wrong yeah so like that's kind that kind of supported my opinion and then the like the dawn breaks part and then breaks seems negative because it's compared to a fallen base mm-hmm. and the endless day which is no sunset so it's like you're always stuck in that day and the sunset provision which is like something that sunset provision is like something that can only go on for so long and then like there's a definite end but he's saying there isn't that so it seems like he's stuck in that limbo of not being able to do, you know get out of right before all this bad stuff happens. And there's all the other imagery, like, like, so, like broken glass, which could like, you know, like car crash kind of thing, which they write about all the time. And broken whatnot. glass, like diamonds, making something horrible seem beautiful. So then, oh, John Linnell. <laughs> well, we should also point out just like the, the references that these guys pull from, you know, uh, uh, you know, everything from pop culture and talking about, you know, bands and uh movies and stuff like that but then here he is talking about describing dawn as rosy fingers an unwelcome vision of rosy fingers which uh is from homer not homer Mm -hmm. simpson the epic poet homer from the odyssey uh uses rosy fingers to uh and he's saying that they're unwelcome right right but still pulling references yeah. just feel like okay you you read you read books we get it <laughs> <laughs> smart guy <laughs> no this is pretty awesome 
so then you came across something that uh Linnell said about this song mm-hmm. well right where before, uh well you mentioned yeah. you mentioned car crash so i was gonna say that when we were doing the emo song thing understanding in a car crash i linked to this song because it's also like you're By st- thursday mm-hmm, you're stuck in time like it, it, it gave me like the same feeling about like the same as this and then now getting into how so the linnell thing is like so i did all this research i'm right i'm outlining all this stuff and i was like let me look up and see if anyone ever talked about this song before so i'm searching and then i find a snippet of an interview where someone asked linnell about the song and his quote is it's sort of maybe about this wistful nostalgia like there was a better time than now and how do we get back there and i don't think that's correct I think the song sounds like you're stuck in a, like, the song is depressing. It's not like, oh, like, I'm hopeful for the time in the past. I want to go back. Like, no, like, the the song sounds like you're trapped in this, like, never-ending, like, limbo. Like, so I just got angry. And I was like, I was like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, he's, like, why is this the... (laughs) You know, it's not the first time that they've fucked around with people by uh, (laughs) leading you down a false road. Um was this a was this a, a text interview or is there audio of this? Um, I think it was text. It, it kept coming up like when people there'd be an article about oh they're coming to our town and they just released this album and whatever. I, okay. I can send. I'll, I'll find you a link. I can send you. I'm sure, sure. it's still stuck yeah. here when I got angry and just closed out the internet. Yeah, they got. I mean, they got a f- fair amount of uh, indie level press for uh, this album, which is awesome. So Linnell. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, and then, you know, we'll talk about the video, but they definitely, I mean, the video is about time travel. So that's basically like Linnell saying the same thing. Like, you want to go back before, you know, I mean, he says right at the beginning of the song, you would, I mean, it's a fantastic start to the song. You would mm-hmm. give up your right arm to go back to when you had a right arm. That is just quintessential uh, Giants lyricism right there. <laughs> So, I mean, he is saying right at the beginning there that he wants to go back, you know, but, but, but being stuck like that purgatory kind of feeling like you're, like you're saying, like, you know, you know, something bad's about to happen, but it just won't happen. And you're just stuck there. I, yeah. I mean, you make a great argument for that. It's, it's like, I, I don't like, I don't like being wrong as much as the next person, but like, I don't like being wrong. And I'm angry that I like sat here and like did all this, like you know, research and organized it into nice, you know, coherent little things. And then I find one little quote from him and it's like, not, it's just wrong. So I don't know. <laughs> he's wrong or you're wrong. No, he's, he's wrong. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, that's part of the reason why they don't like to explain their songs is they want us to have our own, you but know thoughts about them and there he went and ruined it and broke their own rule telling us what the song is about incorrectly but i always get <laughs> mad at stuff like that like when someone like tells me what they think a song is about and i'm like no it's not it's about this and i show them an interview and i'm like this is what it's about and now like i just did it for myself and it, it doesn't feel nice it doesn't, it doesn't feel good <laughs> nothing feels good <laughs> great album <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we, we have to explain these emo things to, to people sometimes just dropping in these references that, 
Yeah, I, you know, I, th- I think we talked about it a little bit on the They Might Be Emo episode, but how, you know, maybe there isn't that much overlap between fans of emo music and fans of They Might Be Giants music. But it's it's hard to pin down They Might Be Giants fans. We like all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we, we determined that um, pretty much every one of their songs is emo. <laughs> 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 Lyrically, at, at the very least, right? The, uh, the beginning there also reminds me of... Um, my man, mm. you know, that this song could be about, you know, uh, being paralyzed or being horribly disfigured. Uh, right. Cause uh, especially just using the word muscles, like you'll need some muscles. Like this guy has lost muscles because he's lost his arm. Um, you know, maybe literally, I mean, with my man talking about a guy being paralyzed, it's like Linnell just, uh, t- t- I don't know. Does he just walk around all day? Like worried that he's going to, die because car wrecks muscles skeletons it's like those final destination movies (laughs) i mean i think (laughs) i think about these things all the time too so i can relate but something's gonna kill me but when and where and how how am i gonna die let's write a song about um yeah but there's there's so much great imagery in this song and and whatever the overall meaning may be i mean you can even take these these just at, at surface level as wordplay and uh, just cadence and all this stuff. And it's just a fantastically written song. I love the, um, just the, in the chorus is just so simple. Mm-hmm. Push back the hands of time. It's just like three notes, but just like that time is just like so satisfying. It's such a simple little melodic turn um, that, uh, yeah, it's just a very, very singable. This is it's it's another one of their dark pop songs. The uh, but it's not the old man uh, man. It's so loud here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Should we uh, talk about this video? You know, on occasion I'll, I'll bring up videos and stuff, but the usually in this um, modern dial a song era when they're putting out these videos every week, some of them have much less uh, substance than others. And it's just like, holy shit, we need something to put up to be official for this music. And it's just something simple. Um, but this one, there's a lot going on with this. Uh, it's it's uh, People should go watch it if they haven't. It's directed by uh, David Cowles and Jeremy Galante. And it calls back to put it to the test of Here Comes Science, you know, way back eight years before this, um, the video game johns i guess you call it like the the nes atari type johns uh and even takes that video game thing as far as um going throughout the video going through levels yeah and for some reason again since they're snooty they put it as levelo which is italian for level and it tells you the levels in the corner of the screen and in the upper left it says viaggio nel tempo yeah which means time travel in Italian. Because why would you just write time travel up there when you can write it in Italian? You be fancy. Uh, yeah, fancy pants. We're talking about Greek poets and you know, and Italian words in our videos. Uh, do, uh, you like you like the video, or do you hate it since it's 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 uh, the, with the time travel? I don't hate it. It's, narrative. I felt when I watched it, I was like, okay, so I watched it before I read Linnell's explanation. I was like, this this video is too literal. And then I watched it, and I was like, okay, so there's levels. So I'm, like, writing down what each level is. There's, mm-hmm. I think there's, like, ten of them, is there? 
Yes. So I have like the first one is like Weird Future Time, and two is Dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and then Desert. Yeah. So then- yeah, level level one, I'd say yeah, it's a future for us, but like whatever this character is, yeah. that's like his his time, and that he's uh, carrying this fancy TV through. <laughs> yes, a TV with some weird stuff on the side of it. His little time machine, and he's running from the cops. Right. So then, level two, you said is dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, which is in the news right now because apparently they found a intact fossilized dinosaur butthole. <laughs> what? I, um, I I've not okay, heard so this yet. I did not get to read the link. I immediately saw it and was like, "Oh my god, this is the best news I've heard like for years." And I just posted it on Facebook and forgot to go back and read it. <laughs> so. <laughs> But how did how would a butthole was it was it encased in amber? How would a butthole survive? That's not bone. Wouldn't it have deteriorated into the know. earth there's long, a, long there's ago? There's a really cool picture of these two dinosaurs, and you, one has the butthole facing, and the other one's kind of like you know <laughs> looking at it, like kind of pleased, like a dog would smelling it. Yeah, sniffing each other's butts. I'm sure they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, you can't give me any more information on that. Such such tease. I gotta. Uh, I, I meant to go look back up and this read it. I was, butthole. I was like, I'm gonna look like a fraud and a huge poser if I like bring up the butthole. I gotta go read it. And then <laughs> you like messaged me and were like, Are you ready? And I'm like, I gotta look presentable. And I was like, Oh no, the butthole. And then <laughs> <laughs> that's so, the important thing here. I guess I'm a butthole poser. Butthole. Yeah, you know, if you're gonna talk about buttholes, you gotta do your research. I apologize. <laughs> so then he's riding like a pterodactyl here you know this guy you know you mentioned bowie this guy's kind of got a bowie type look to him like when his hair goes over his face it almost looks like the lightning bolt he's got that scene hair right yeah that that was after our time (laughs) (laughs) yeah right the swoop (laughs) yeah okay so then level three three. is that's the desert one right yes and uh, here he makes contact with Hammurabi from the Mesopotamians video, who uh, Dave Cowles also did another great video. So you got a little bit of a crossover there. Mm-hmm. And then they number, meet each other and freak out. Number four is Will Smith's Wild Wild West. <laughs> I've been waiting the whole. I've been waiting this whole time to say that. Wow, Wild West. Wicked Wow. Well, that movie was a shit show. That yeah, song the- still holds up, kind of. <laughs> On my playlist, when it comes on, it holds up. <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> yeah, the Wild West, and uh, yeah, he unknowingly gets into a shootout and gets shot, but then uh, manages to hit the time machine again. So then, let's see, that was four. Five I have, never let go, Jack, written down. So is that Titanic? Did I skip a bunch? Yeah. Um, wait, let me see. Five... Yes, five is is Titanic. Yeah, okay. he he sees he sees the the uh, life preserver there that says Titanic, and he, he goes, Ooh, and he instantly hits it. So he's not on that level for very long. And then six. What is six? It's like people about to be executed. Is that is that a reference there? There's a couple guys with blindfolds on. I looked it up, and it was some sort of army thing. I don't want to speak to if if I I don't quite remember it. It was. It it says yeah. it. On, I think someone just says it on the wiki somewhere. Because like after I wrote my notes down, I went back and looked, and I was like, oh, "Okay, that's what that is." Yeah, oh, it looks like a firing squad type thing. Um, I don't know if I want to scroll through the interpretations here to find it because it's not in the uh, trivia. 
It's in like I think it's like the last interpretation on there as it has the levels broken down. 1846 as here was transported to Mexican army execution. What uh, 1846. Those guys are not wearing 1846 clothes. The one guy has like a skull <laughs> t-shirt on like Jimbo. Hey, you weren't alive back then. You don't know. <laughs> yeah well anyway um and then level seven let's see where are we at now it's like a volcano right yeah i have volcano written down and then this is where my notes trail off well then we get to um let's see it starts going pretty quick at that point then we've got like a yeah, there's a volcano, and then a crash test dummy. He's in the car with crash test dummy, so he 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 jets out of there. And, and then a, we've got there's a Back to the Future yeah. reference and the, the time machine oh, not, reference. Yes, there, the, the next one, the next one is the time machine level okay. nine. Shows the the Morlock from the uh, the book, and then film the time machine. Uh, the book was by H.G. Wells, so another um, kind of heady reference, though I think the Morlocks have kind of popped up, and I think they've been borrowed by a lot of other people. Um, kind of a classic sci-fi character. I mean, that book is from mm, late 1800s. I mean, it's a really a million years ago. early example of uh, science fiction, yeah. And then, yeah, 10... We see uh, Don't Let's Start. We see him playing uh, that Flanes' guitar in the World's Fair spot of uh, the Don't Let's Start video. Which is referencing the Giant's Most Emo song. <laughs> and then it's still on level 10. Then he goes to the, um, yeah, the, uh, the clock tower that gets hit by lightning in uh, Back to the Future. So you got everything from, you know, 100 and some year old science fiction novels to uh 1980s pop culture stuff <laughs> it's all over the place something for everyone yeah and then after level 10 he hits it again unfortunately sends him back to level one and he is caught by the police after all of that adventure still caught by the police so there's a lot going on in this uh this three minute song for uh this video where like i said talk about like from that same cycle Duncan of course of course it's just the character from the escape team is kind of dribbling a basketball <laughs> it's it, I mean it's a great video it's uh I, I love the the Nintendo John so I'm glad they brought him back for an a uh, I wonder what quote unquote the, adult song I wonder what the um the person is wanted for though maybe they steal the fancy TV or like they're just like a weird space outlaw yeah that's never never explained one day the giant, yeah the, <laughs> the giants will never fully explain stuff like that or they'll explain it wrong as yes. uh, just like linnell did with yeah thank you <laughs> thank you for validating me i appreciate it <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> should we get to the covers section yes yeah okay so this first one is not a cover proper it's uh well steve bannock does all these bass videos and i'd call it a bass play along really because he plays along with the um with the track um but i will play his videos when it's a song that doesn't originally have bass guitar in it mm -hmm. so it's a it's technically bass guitar less and he adds bass guitar into it and one thing that's really cool about his videos is that if you're a bass player just watching his hands you can learn the bass parts a lot quicker than uh 
just listening uh, to Danny because he uh, is pretty spot on with these. And it also showcases the uh, chord progression, which I didn't really talk about. It's um, typical in L chord progression in that you're like, oh, it's in uh, F major. And it pretty solidly is for a lot of it. But then you start getting these chromatic accidentals walking down. You know, we're in F and you get these uh, walk downs from uh, B flat to A to A flat. So this chromatic stuff going on that doesn't sound weird. Like, again, it sounds like a poppy song throughout. Uh, it doesn't sound weird. But when you look at it on paper or you try to play it, you might be like, ooh, it's a lot more complicated than I thought it would be. Why don't you go ahead and uh, listen to a little bit of that? See how that sounds with bass guitar over that synth bass. the amount of octaves in this song like it definitely has the the dancey synth bass like that's a pretty common trick in dance songs you do 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 like the low note on the beat and and then the higher octave on the off beats and here so yeah here he's got there's a lot of pinky work if you're adding bass guitar to this song what, what do you think did you like it with uh, some some bass guitar should danny be on this track wait was i supposed to listen to that somehow Oh, you weren't? <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it? <laughs> well, I am a future bass player, so yes, I enjoyed it. A future bass player? I've had a bass for like six years now, and I think I'm going to finally finally take the plunge this year. Do it. New year, Do new me. It. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm definitely a um, pick guy when it comes to the bass, as is... Kara, who is my bassist, and uh, but this guy definitely the the finger work helps him out when he gets to the uh, kind of pre-chorus, the uh, drown out the car horn, do 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 do. Get those quick notes up high. He even says right in the description, he says those sixteenth note disco octaves are a struggle for me. But I, th- I think he nails it pretty well. It sounds sounds cool with the uh, the tone of the bass guitar. You know, you get a little more grit to it than uh, that kind of smooth synth bass. Now, the only true cover cover I'd like to think I'm partially uh, uh, responsible for because it was at the first live episode. The song was Don't Let's Start, but uh, we had a full uh, live covers tribute kind of uh, round robin style after the show. It is all posted on the uh, this might be a podcast.bandcamp.com. A live tribute today might be Giants. Here we've got Scott Curry, who has been on the show many times. He was one of the people on that roundtable for that episode uh, almost two years ago at this point. This is him doing Push Back the Hands of Time on... Uh, or push Back the Hands. I always want to add the of time on there. Mm. Push Back the Hands on Banjo. I want to point out that I am standing up here on a broken ankle. Yeah, that's right. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to milk this shit till I'm dead, man. It's called Push Back the Hands of Time. It's a song along the lines of, like, 
horrible things happen, and all you want to do is make them not have happened. It also ties into my theory that John Linnell is obsessed with car crashes. You would give up your right arm to go back to when you had a right arm. You need some muscle to move it backward, push back the hands of time. Broken glass is glittering like diamonds. Can't hear yourself screaming over the sirens. Push back the hands of time. Push back the hands of time. You want to sing to drown out the car horns. Squeeze your eyes shut and scream like a newborn, like a newborn baby. I liked it. Yeah, I love it. Scott is is very talented. He can play many, many instruments, but I think he would say that banjo is his specialty and just that that finger picking like it really you know for being drumless you know just a solo performance really propels it his uh, finger style and skills like a banjo for me would just at best be playing the chords finger picking is not my specialty but he is all over it he um gives it a little bit of that like bluegrassy kind of uh mm-hmm vocal feel like especially I've, i was skipping through it and uh uh the the mission crepe. yeah that's what like, i uh, ended it i was like i want to see if he says crepe crepe <laughs> but he gives it like a little like vo- like crack a little vocal crack mm-hmm. right there uh to really drive it home and uh yeah i love it yeah he he blew the crowd away uh for this he also played um was this the one he did uh he did Stormy Pinkness doing mm. real real deep cuts. He's he's a true fan. He does it all and he always is his good choices on his covers. He also played on the um They'll Need a Crane show and there he did as also available on the band camp. There he did um Judy is your Vietnam mm-hmm. and I'll Sink Manhattan. So I'm gonna go with a newer one and an older one again, just uh, you know. Avoiding the the singles and going for the the uh, deep cuts, know, deep cuts, yeah. Scott Curry, fantastic dude. So those are, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's the only cover, and it was done by a friend of mine. So that's kind of cool. I have a vision of a cover. If I maybe one day when I develop a talent, that a very slow, <laughs> sad version of this song, like like very sad, like oh yeah, like bright eyes, sad. That's what I'm that, gonna do. Could definitely work. Yeah. <laughs> One day yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> like a newborn babe. Just a little like so gentle and just whispered and I mean like Elliot Smith style. Just <laughs> barely, barely getting the singing out. That would be sweet. Yeah. So it's the time of the show where you need to score this song. On a scale to ten with decimals. If you need them, 
what would you score push back the hands and and don't let linnell bring you down about his own song changing the meaning (laughs) (laughs) goddamn songwriters think they own these songs trying to prove me wrong i rated a 14 14 out of 10 Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not allowed. <laughs> Are you you're giving it a ten? Yeah, I like it. I don't think. That, I mean, it takes a lot for me to hate a song, and I think like I appreciate the song, and like I like how I'm right about it, and I like the way it sounds, <laughs> and I like how I like how it's like kind of chill, and I like how the chorus is like the one line you can kind of like relax to it, but it's also like super sad and you know i love the sadness i crave the dark so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i feel that i feel that so perfect 10 damn is it is it your favorite song on i like fun or is it just all tens see the i'm whole, gonna um, i would give damn. the whole album all tens because i like the album <laughs> but like this microphone is like pretty much up there and i like um What's the one that's? I always mess up the titles, so I hate. I didn't research, but when the when the lights go on, when the lights yeah, goes when on, the lights come on. Okay, come on. Yes, I like that one because, like, I remember when I first listened to that, I was like, "Wow, they're like," because you know the Johns have been around, so they're not young, and I was like, "They're these old guys are like playing this song, and it sounds like kind of like a punk kind of song. Like this is cool." Yeah. So that that's up there. Oh, that's the longest song on... Oh, wait, no. Last Wave is, is 324. There's only, yeah, uh, four songs that crack three minutes. So my my statement about the time, the, the link still stands. Uh, yeah, that's a great song. I'd like to do a cover of that fully punked up. But mm-hmm. uh, did I... I already did that episode, didn't I? I there's so many episodes this way. Sorry for me. I <laughs> Revisited. Sc- scroll through my <laughs> spreadsheet here. Like, what did I say about that one? Um <laughs> That'll happen with the Patreon episodes too. When there's one that comes up as part of a Patreon episode, and then like the full episode of that song comes up, I'm like, I don't remember what I said back then. <laughs> Did I remember to go back and listen to my own episode to figure it out? No. You got to push back the hands of time to see your past episode. Exactly. Exactly. There's a record of all these things I've said. I just can't remember having said them. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That mic was on. It was turned on all along. What am I giving? Push back the hands. Um, yeah, I Like Fun is a pretty stacked track list. Uh, this one, I think, is, is pretty uh, welcome right in the middle of the album there. Especially, I've got like a, a bunch of rockers. And then the midsection, we get the Mrs. Bluebeard, I Like Fun, and Push Back the Hands. Kind of like a little bit of some different, some tangents there. And then back to the rockers. Um, and pushing the tempo back up after the title track. It's definitely, uh, like you said, just perfect sequencing here. But it's not my favorite song on here. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go straight up seven. Yeah, I was gonna say if I'm if I'm being a realistic person and not whatever I'm trying to be right now, I would give it like a seven point nine. I think in real life, but I want to say it's a fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Seven point nine, not d- double that. Whatever resonates with you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, seven point nine seems like realistic. But fourteen though is what I'm gonna stick, out stick of, to your guns. Yeah, out there. of out of respect for sure. the for the song. 
you're yeah you're like abby bash she's like i want to give everything a 10 but people think i'm crazy <laughs> like, I, do, I, just do it. I feel bad when i read anything like low like there are songs that I, I straight up don't like because there's something that like bothers me or it's always a me problem it's not the song problem it's a me problem mostly but i i mm. feel bad even like saying i don't like those songs I'm I'm just glad I gave myself the decimal thing because then I can mm-hmm. like give <laughs> tons of songs seven point something and then just kind of differentiate them with the with the decimal place. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but it, it's a solid song and they definitely should play it live. I'd love to hear it either full band or Quiet Storm. Uh, you know, whichever way it would be a nice little pump up track mid set, just like it fits in mid track list. So, Tara, do you have anything to uh, tell the peoples about? Do you have anything you want to plug or tell them where to find you on uh, the internet? You can find me on the internet. <laughs> are you on? Are you on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, I'm on Twitter as what's your regu- handle again? Regular Tara. Yes. Okay. Regular Tara. <laughs> Was emo Tara already taken? <laughs> well, it used to. It, it was spooky Tara as a play on spooky Mulder, and then I was oh, like, right, I need right. to. I want to change it up a little bit. I don't. <laughs> as far as plugging, I'm not really doing anything. My um, I'm learning the base. <laughs> eventually, I my there's a woman I help out with the cat grief group on Facebook who I found after Hattie had passed. And it's funny because she actually, she told me she used to work for VH1 back in the day and she got the guitar video on VH1. She got them to play that. So she, mm. um, she just put a book out and it's called PS. I love you more than tuna. It's a, it's kind of a gift book for if you lost a cat, it's kind of like, you know, there aren't many books for like animal grief or like out there to help you feel understood it's it's very it's very warm but sad like yeah, i and it's, yeah. it's 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 illustrated it's 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 good i like oh, it that sounds nice it's sad that, that it has nice. to exist because animals should never die but right. it exists and that's that's my plug yeah or you know if only why why can't all these pets live as long as like parrots you know it's gotta be parrots get these <laughs> nice long lives yeah why can't our puppies and kitties live 60 years you know, we'd still probably outlive them, but at least we'd get so much of a big chunk. I just of want our life all the animals to outlive me and just eat my body. Like that's all I really want in life. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I want to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nibbler, our uh, we call her our original baby. She's 15 now, uh, and she is on special thyroid medication mm-hmm. type uh, food mm-hmm. right now. Um, but she's still kicking. Like she the, likes you know, the food, though. Like there's no issue. Yeah. Okay, good. That's good. Yeah, we tried wet food at first. When we were like, "This would be like a nice treat." I mean, she's always eating dry food. But then I think it's just like after a whole life of dry food, like she she would scarf the wet food, puke it up mm-hmm. immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, so but uh, yeah, she's liking it. She's eating well. So you know, that's when you know it's bad is when they stop eating. Yeah. And, uh, so she's still eating, and she's still uh, you know standing up to bratty leela so uh so that's good but you know getting up around 15 worries me mm-hmm. um but yeah car had the car's car's family cat lived to 21 Ooh, which yep. for their vet for their vet 
and they 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 had to put him down. He mm-hmm. but he probably would have kept going another couple of years. He just <laughs> wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been uh, pleasant for him. Ralph, R.I.P. Ralph, R.I.P. He's, he's the cat that got me into cats. Honestly, the special one. Yeah, very special. So uh, people can find this might be a podcast all over the goddamn social media. Uh, Twitter is probably the place to connect uh, the best at this might be a pod. Uh, email your thoughts and uh, pictures of kitties to this might be a pod at Gmail. Leave me voicemails at two two four eight zero one two nine three zero. If you really like what I'm doing and to hear uh, more of Tara here on Patreon episodes, uh, hit up that five dollar tier on patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. I think that's it. Tara, thanks again. That's good to talk to you again. It's been a while. Sure. It was nice to also speak with you as well. <laughs> I, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs>